Welcome to Average Joe Meets the UK's Everyday Entrepreneurs, where we talk to all kinds of business owners across the country about how they got started and what it's really like to run their business, so that we can learn and be inspired to start something of our own. Imagine every weekend waking up to freshly baked bread and pastries on your doorstep. This was the idea that Ollie Brenman had 10 years ago when he was just 18. But it wasn't until the pandemic, combined with a change of jobs for Ollie, that he was able to take the opportunity to turn his idea into a reality. Butter and Crust delivers delicious bread, pastries and other carefully sourced breakfast goods by bike to homes across South London to arrive first thing on a Saturday and Sunday morning. Ollie kindly takes us through his journey in real detail, from the start-up days of juggling his job in finance alongside tough, very early morning bike rides, to more recent adventures of fundraising and his ambitious plans for his growing business. It's a really inspiring one with lots of useful takeaways, so thanks so much Ollie and happy listening all. you said yes um <laughs> it seems we've gone a bit crazy for sourdough across the uk yes uh, particularly through the pandemic where i think there was a run on yeast because yeah. with everyone trying to bake their own that's bread. right that's right <laughs> so it's great to be able to interview someone from one of those everyday businesses where people might be regularly interacting with your service and thinking what goes on behind the scenes and actually there's a bit of a specific request from one of my friends and listeners um, to get someone in the bakery world on mm-hmm. the podcast. So thank you very much. Um, and to find out things about what's involved, the costs, can you make any money from it? Mm-hmm. Um, how competitive is it? There seems to be lots of bakeries popping up, but you've also got the supermarkets with mm-hmm. their sourdough, sour faux mm-hmm, bread. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for volunteering to share your story. Um, this podcast is also all about people making a change. So we'd love to find out your situation going into the pandemic and, yep. and what was it about the pandemic that kind of influenced or forced you to make a change? Fantastic. Um, should I take that one on? Take uh, the first, yeah, take on what what was life like before the pandemic for you? Yeah, well, um, so... And I should mention to the podcast listeners that you are relatively younger. You're 28. Yeah, so I'm, I'm 28. Um, so, yeah, for me, the pandemic sort of started two years out of university I guess um so I left university I studied um politics and economics and um then I went into into finance for a bit so I was at at the Bank of England um for about two and a half years and um I guess I'd always had this this uh, this idea for, for 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 my business butter and crust um, did you? You had that sort of through university. Yeah, I, I had. Yeah, probably had it since I was about eighteen, really. Oh, where right. I sort of looked looked at businesses, maybe like Freddie's Flowers or Hello Fresh or, or Gusto, that seemed to be doing something really interesting in like the, um, you know, direct consumer home delivery um, kind of premium space. And I thought, um, one, I really looked up to what they were doing, and secondly, I also um, thought. You know, if people are getting you know flowers delivered to their doorstep every week from Freddie's Flowers. I'm sure there's lots of people that would love to get you know like a really nice loaf of bread or some fresh coffee beans or some some pastries or whatever. 
because there's already, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, let's say just in London, who week in, week out are going down to a local bakery to pick up bread or pastries. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are probably hundreds of thousands of more that would, you know, would love to spend their Saturday mornings doing that. But, you know, they've got young kids and, they, you know, they're taking them to dance or swimming and it's not really practical. And I thought, well, why don't, you know, we could replicate what Freddie Flowers has done or what, you know, HelloFresh have done um, and provide, you know, these people with, with an option at least to get, you know, great, great sourdough, great pastries, great bakery products, um, but at home on the weekend um, in the morning. Um, because I've always thought like, you know, before I started Buttoncrust, It'd be great if I could just roll out of bed on a Saturday <laughs> so morning. Was designing it for you. And there were some, you know, fresh pastries and fresh sourdough on my doorstep. That sounds like the kind of thing that, you know, me and my family would love. And um, that was really the genesis. And then, yeah, lockdown hit. You know, you couldn't socialise with your friends. The pubs were shut, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Everyone suddenly had a bit more time on their hands. And were you then suddenly working for the Bank of England but at home? Yeah, that's right. And uh, I kind of started to think a bit about, um, you know, maybe I do have some, you know, a friend actually approached me and, and said, oh, you know, I know you've been thinking about this. You've had this idea for ages. You've now got a bit more time on your hands. Do you want to, um, you know, maybe you could do this as a little weekend project. And I thought basically, yeah, OK, I can work Monday through Friday at the Bank of England and then Saturday and Sunday or, you know, on the, on the weekend, I can basically get on my bike and start delivering, you know, like bread and pastries to my neighbours, basically. Um <laughs> And I sort of like started, start, I sort of, you know, started thinking about, um, about, about doing it, but obviously it's quite hard to launch a business where you've got a full-time job. And then um, kind of as I was kind of planning it or like getting towards launch, I actually decided to switch jobs, accepted a, a, a job at Revolut, like the, the payment oh, card. Right, yeah. And kind of in that notice period I had between those jobs, um, that's when I really like got butter and crust off the ground because in that three month or in that in that three month period it ended up being a bit bit more. Suddenly I had a lot more. I was taken off my original job. I was put in like perda is what they call it at the Bank of England where they like put you in a basement to like do <laughs> boring a stuff. virtual basement. <laughs> I suddenly had a lot more time in my hands and then I was like right these three months let's see if I can really like get butter and crust off the ground and and then I did and then I joined Revolut and and what just to like because that sounds like quite a key set of three months yeah. um what was it you were doing to get it off the ground were you baking the bread or so we've from 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 the very beginning we've we've worked with some local local bakers for us okay. that do that that do the do the manufacture yeah um and um you know they couldn't speak more highly of them they're, they're in Bermondsey, very very close to us um and so what what it was really was i guess setting up the kind of the online online store we are like online only proposition working out you know things like the, the brand the packaging um what you know things like kind of pricing strategy understanding or like planning a sort of a delivery infrastructure you know from week one it was you know just me on my bike but you know so, that, so i when, guess when were... you did it on week one yeah. you on your bike was that how did you get those first few customers? Like, what were they? Yeah. Who, so, how did you get so them? So for we, so when we started, you could only sign up if you lived in either Dulwich or Hernhill, mm-hmm. and that's because from the very beginning, or from the very outset, basically butter and crust was our like sort of like our 
uh, our workspace was like my friend's parents had like spare room in Dulwich. <laughs> uh, and so we're like, right, okay, we'll serve the people of, of Dulwich and, and Herne Hill, which is where I grew up, right? And they, they border each other. Um, and for basically for, we sort of launched Butter and Crust and there was kind of like this 10 day window where you could sign up and you would receive your kind of, you would be part of our like opening weekend basically. So we had 10 days basically to, to promote it. Um, and we got, I think about 20, 21 customers, I think for, um, for, for week one. And there was, like, I think there was maybe about like three people that I kind of knew and the other, other people um, were, were basically Cold. strangers. <laughs> yeah. um, and how we found those customers, thinking back at it, I remember what we did sort of revealing my secrets here but what one of the things we did but it's a bit of a hack is um we basically on Insta- we put an instagram app button and crust and we're like right we've got to find customers like instagram was our only marketing tool back then we weren't spending any money on ads or anything like that and so we basically found found the instagram accounts of all the local bakeries and then basically one by one just started following, following every followers. single one of their followers <laughs> And then, you know, people that followed, let's say, Baker and Dulwich would see, oh, I've just, whatever, they get a notification on their phone to be like, oh, Butter and Crust have followed you. And maybe, you know, right, five, ten percent. start following all the followers of podcasts that are doing really well. Well, there you go. That's, that's <laughs> the hack. You know, five or ten percent will follow us back. Yeah. And, you know, we just did that until we got, you know, a couple thousand followers. Um, and those were our first, you know, and, first customers. And I guess. then you sort of set out about on the weekend delivering. Mm-hmm. The, the bread and you'd already got that relationship with them or you just buy it yeah yeah so we, we so I guess when we were kind of putting the you know developing the business we were you know building relationships with our suppliers and so we we had all of the kind of we knew who all of our suppliers were across you know our baked goods but also the kind of accompanying products we sell so things like you know coffee beans or like butter and um you know like apple juice things like that yeah so we had we had the suppliers in place and then um the like the the operation basically worked by well actually week one we basically found the supplier that we liked because their bread was really good <laughs> and they're in Bermondsey we're in Dulwich that's what that's about I think not, about five five far. or six yeah. five or six seven kilometers maybe from from each other and we were like okay great like we've got 20 customers like can you deliver us like 20 loaves of bread and this many pastries like we you know we'll need it for you know, three three a.m. basically because we we um you know the product in our head we we're like right the product's gonna arrive at three a.m. We give ourselves a couple of hours to like pack all everyone's bundles and then you know come come you know five thirty six a.m. I'll set off on my bike and then deliver to these you know twenty customers. They're all in Dulwich and Hernhill, so I can I can get to you know twenty addresses in in three hours and then everyone can you know everyone receives their bundle you know say before eight o'clock and can could wake up and and enjoy it for breakfast. And we just leave it on their doorstep. Um, but, you know, when we, when we kind of placed that order, the bakery was like, well, you know, they were like, well, you're actually too small for us to, like, to kind of meet our, like, delivery um, criteria, um, especially if you want it that early, because that would be, like, uh, you know, we'd have to kind of change our, um, like, delivery routes to, to, to get it to you that early. And so the first few weeks, while well, we built the first customers, before starting the shift, I would basically cycle on my cargo bike from Dulwich to Bermondsey to go to the bakery to pick up all the bread and pastries that we needed 
and then cycle that back to my friend's parents' house in in, in Dulwich um, for about three o'clock, where we'd then start like packing all the orders. So it's pretty grim after, you know, Monday, Monday through Friday, you've been working. Um, and then, uh, you know, you're setting your alarm for 2 a.m. on oh. on Saturday morning. But it was, you know, it was so exciting. And uh, that, you know, that kind of got, got us through it. And then... Um, and your cargo bike, is this um, the bike with the, the big sort of square wooden thing on the front? That's so it, so yeah. So it's quite, quite a... When you're sort of carrying a load of loaves of bread, does it? Can you feel it? Do you get fit? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, it's 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 definitely definitely a challenge. We had like a second hand. They're called like Christian Christianier cargo bikes. You see like some, you you see like parents cycling their their kids around in them. Usually, you know, they they have a a battery on them, but that was kind of out of our budget at that point. So it was just you know, Man. powered by me basically. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty taxing to be honest. Um, you know, Dulwich and Hernhill aren't too, aren't too, aren't too hilly. But you know, there were customers, you know, over here in like Sydenham. They were like, oh yeah, we want Buttering Crust, and we we're like, well, no, because we can't cycle up Sydenham Hill yet, <laughs> um, or you know, we can't go up to Crystal Palace because that's you know the, the elevation's too high. And that, you know, that really just the geography of kind of southeast London hills really kind of Is it good pin, pinned yeah, us in. If you can, if you can nail this area, oh, well. you can nail, you can nail uh, other areas if you can. Yeah, and, you know, since then we've invested in, you know, a bunch of electric cargo bikes to, 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 to do all of our deliveries. And so we're not, we're not, we don't face those same constraints anymore. But, you know, the first, first year, really, you know, it was all kind of um, pedal, you know, push 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 bikes and uh so you, you did, and, did that yourself or how long were you doing that sort of night shift and i presumably that carries on now is yeah night yeah shift? well have you got big enough orders that they'll is that bermondsey oh yeah 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 so so it's all everything's now delivered to us now um it's probably you know we actually we were very lucky because we we launched basically the business in november 2020 so which is like second lockdown and um that was like the you know the stars had absolutely aligned for a business like ours right there was this huge you know one all of the kind of the 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 bakeries and cafes and, and stuff like that was shut everyone was suddenly buying all of the doing all of their food shopping online you know people were not going out so much so they were home at the weekend and they wanted like nice experiences at home that they could do with their family there was this huge sort of groundswell of support for like small businesses and, you know, supporting them through lockdown. And, you know, to top it off, you know, in lockdown, suddenly like sourdough just had this moment where everyone got into sourdough suddenly, like during, during lockdown. So it was like the, the stars had absolutely aligned for us. And so when we launched um, without, you know, we were very lucky in that we actually started seeing like quite a lot of traction quite quickly. And so it only took, I think about eight weeks, let's say, to go from doing 20 orders in week one to doing about, I think about 200 orders in, in week eight. Wow. And so we were able to, because of all of those kind of factors that I mentioned, we were able to, to grow the business quite quickly, which allowed us to actually be like, right, okay. And so very quickly, you know, we've changed the nature of the relationships with our suppliers, found a, found a proper home for us to, you know, base our operations out of. And so the, you know, the, the shape of the business changed very quickly in those, in those kind of first, first few months. 
Um, did, were you still working in a nine to five then, Monday to Friday then? Yeah, so I did. I basically I worked. I left. I left. Um, I think I left Revolut in July twenty July twenty twenty one. So I I had a full time job from I guess November. I was doing both from November through to July. So sort of like seven eight months something like that. Um, and yeah, was was would be at the um, yeah would be doing the the three a.m. starts um, for let's say the first year of the business. That was sort of the end of the pandemic then, wasn't it? Through there, so you you sort of were like so focused on I can get this working that I'm not gonna go and go create go out and about because I, I can now I'm now free. <laughs> You're sort of still yeah focusing on the business. Yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have to be absolutely dedicated, I think, to, 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 um, or at least for me, you know, you know, some people seem to have enough kind of raw skill just to be able to make businesses work around like, you know, other busy commitments. But I, for me, I found like, you know, it's only going to work for me if I'm fully dedicated to this. And so, yeah, there's lots of, you know, sacrifices as you can imagine if you're kind of setting your alarm for 2am every Saturday morning um you're not you know Friday nights and Saturday nights to become a total kind of thing in the past um and was it hard to leave Revolut because that's you know probably quite a cool company to work for you're like you might have been thinking we had a good job there like was it hard to make that decision uh it was hard um it was hard and there was lots i liked about revolut actually um and it is a cool company um but uh I, you know it sort of it i well a few things happened one so i was running the business i, I sort of was at revolut a fairly new job Revolut's pretty demanding place to work you know it's got a bit of a reputation for being like a very intense intense um intense workplace and i think for good reason and also you know launching a startup is very intense and demanding too and um and i sort of realized i i, I realized like well actually i'd kind of need to pick one or the other because if i'm just a if i just you know carry on doing both then you know button crust is never going to get uh, where i want it to be and on top of that like uh, you know my I'm I'm not going to be able to you know do commit as much as I might like to to Revolut either if 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 butter and crust is you know a big part of my attention and so I kind of realized I had to pick one and then on top of that slightly bring that bring down the tone of, of of the podcast like my my mum died and I kind of realized um this is like not okay like this is not sensible for me to like put myself under so much pressure and strain and place so many like demands on myself having like a really demanding job with launching a really startup with launching quite a demanding startup with trying to like you know grieve for you know the loss of my mother and I just thought I I need to give myself I need to make things easier for myself and so I thought okay look I actually love button crust it looks like it might have legs um I'm going to pick that, basically. And yeah. so I'm very glad I did. And um, I, uh, uh, yes, it's a similar situation with me, but um, sometimes the loss of someone quite close, especially mum, is like, okay, what is life all about? Mm. Like, like, life is short. and 100%. Uh, and one of the reasons I'm doing this, yeah. 100%. And yeah, I think probably without that, 
I probably would have been, you know, probably ploughed on maybe doing both or even just saying like, actually, you know, butter and craft, yes, it's a bit of a passion project, but, you know, maybe it's not sensible and, and maybe I would have picked that. But I think, yeah, that having that kind of life event, it does, you know, it does kind of motivate you to maybe like tend to some of your kind of emotional and aspirational needs a bit more. And, uh, and, uh, and um, you know that was an ama- I guess probably an amazing thing kind of that came out of that really tough time of my life I guess yeah and so financially um, leaving Revolut and sort of could you did you have enough income from butter and crust to sort of manage well so I mean not not I wouldn't say to manage but because there was there were, I, we were I was able to pay myself something from the outset and and that was sort of because you know that first kind of nine month period where I was working and I had a, a friend that I was doing it with as well we were both kind of working without taking any pay yeah and so because we were like you know because our, our labor costs were, were nothing we were kind of at that time kind of building up a bank balance right and so when I left Revolut there was some money in the bank that I could use to basically pay, my, pay myself an income but it was you know it wasn't a, you know, it was a... You're not it, buying it, the Ferrari yet. <laughs> yeah, it was, or anything close to, you know, I could, it would, I could, I could cover my weekly yeah. shop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, that's the other yeah. thing about just the, the realities of, you know, how do, yeah. you, how do you survive whilst yeah. putting yourself through this? And, and you mentioned your friend. Are they still part of the business then? They are still part of the business. Um, but they are still part of the business, but there has been a bit of a change. Because when, when I kind of had that moment... We both launched it around full-time jobs in finance. And then kind of when I, I kind of decided, look, we've got to, I've got to do, um, I've got to pick one, either it's Bastion Crust or it's my kind of career uh, in finance. And I was like, well, look, I really want to do Bastion Crust, particularly with the, the context of the kind of loss I just experienced. And my friend Johnny, um, who I started it with, was like, well, actually, um, you know, I, uh, I'd love to do that as well. But he had just bought a house he had a mortgage he was like, I, I can't you know I basically can't leave my job and, and do that and so he he's still involved um uh but is, is not working full-time with me on it but he's doing some um some sort of part-time stuff with us and then I've I've kind of at that juncture I, I brought in a, a, another kind of a co-founder um Nick who I now run the business with um, and how did you how did you find him and sort of what skills is he bringing that you thought I need this co-founder? Because it's always interesting as well. There's a lot of partnerships. I'm interviewing a lot of husband and wife or sister and brother. Mm-hmm. Um, this, but yeah, how, how did you find? Yeah, him? so so Nick basically when we um, when I Nick at the time was um, setting up his own business, doing um, doing sort of, I, I think he was doing sort of like social media marketing services for small businesses and while he was setting that up he actually i think his girlfriend um had sort of was like following us and was like oh um and i think we had posted on instagram like oh basically like we're looking for some people um to help us on the weekend doing like deliveries and stuff like that and so while he was setting up his business he was also like picking up some some work for us on on, on the weekend um like just A cycling work. cycling work yeah, yeah deli- doing some deliveries but was you know I'm really impressed, seemed really switched on, really hardworking, entrepreneurial. And um, 
you know, kind of as I uh, got to know him more, I thought, actually, yeah, really, you know, rate this guy and think he could add a lot of value. And so kind of spoke to him and said, oh, you know, I know you're setting up your own business, but how, how would you feel about kind of, you know, becoming, joining Butch and Crush as, 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 as a co-founder and, and kind of winding down your thing? And um, he was up for it and, and, and that was great. And so, uh, yeah, we've been, both been working full time um, ever since, uh, yeah, ever since sort of mid 2021. So did one of you sort of look after the marketing, one more of the operations, or is it a bit of a combo? Yeah, well, he's actually he's actually had a bit of a pivot himself. So he's now, um, he basically runs the operation side of the business. So all of the, um, basically managing all of the kind of delivery and logistics teams and, uh, you know, dealing with suppliers, uh, even kind of managing um, the kind of customer service side of stuff um and i do the kind of the the, the well I'm, I'm the ceo and and do like a lot of the kind of the product stuff the technology stuff the finance stuff i wear a lot of hats and we all do um and then we've also we've brought in our our first hire actually at the start of of this year m uh to do um to to to, to do marketing for us and so um uh yeah we've got dedicated marketing art which has been amazing um, next on operations and then I'm kind of picking up the, the product finance technology so you've stuff. got a proper proper business and a, and a delivery team of ha- ha- lots of people on bikes as well is that, that that's a big thing the the model is is bike delivery. that's it yeah. yeah so we're up to we're now up to five full-time employees we've got we've had three people this year which is cool what deli- um, delivery people no 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 um these are like office workers Monday right. through Friday yeah um and then we have, on top of that, we have a, a team. Well, so each weekend we'll have about about 50 people working for us, um, packing and, and delivering orders. Um, so we have a big, a big fulfillment team now. Um, now, we only deliver to our customers on Saturday and Sunday mornings. So it, it, it's people kind of picking up weekend work. And a lot of them may be, you know, at university or, um, you know, doing something else in the week and then and looking for, for some work on the weekend um but yeah we've got a, a, a big team wow. of about 50 about 50 um people who um pack and deliver bundles um for us all as you say by bicycle now so so i i, t- I didn't quite appreciate it. it's more of a like a logistics organization that you set up that's right rather yeah. than a bakery <laughs> yeah 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 um that's right which is really complicated, and also there's mar the margin. So the business model is a little bit extra on the package that you charge. Is you, that right? Yeah, yeah. And then you're trying to make that really efficient, and the the channels, and that that's how you do it. So the finance part is quite, on the logistic part is the hard bit, isn't it? But oh yeah, I mean the, the logistics is incredibly incredibly hard. Um, you know, we do. We're lucky. We work with great suppliers who produce great products for us and you know we that's that makes our life a lot easier um and so yeah you know our our, our job is 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 folk is well i guess there's a initial piece on the kind of the curation of products yeah. and uh you know yeah. the education piece around that for for customers um and then you know and then and then the job is for us is selling it so through like you know what what we do in terms of you know, building the actual online store and managing that and then doing all of the marketing around it and then yeah and then the the, the logistics of um you know um receiving our deliveries from a, a number of different suppliers um 
packaging up everyone's orders um at you know at 3 a.m and then um and then delivering it to them um you know early in the morning for them them to wake up to that's the um yeah that i mean that's the that's the business so so july uh 2021 was round wait oh no not it, november was when you sort of started and it went from sort of 20 to 200 within the two months yeah so then you you you've gone up to however many you're doing now is it in the thousands yeah, now, yeah we've got we've got 1500 people subscribed to butter and crust who are getting a delivery either every week or wow. every fortnight from us wow um so what yeah. were the, along that road from 20, yeah, well, 2020, November 2020 to now, which when we find out what's the future hold, but what were some of the, like, the tough bits and what were some of the bits where you went, ah, oh, I know, I made the right decision, I made, like, I'm feeling it, like, what, what were the tough bits first? Tough like, bit, you were, tough bits, firstly... As I kind of mentioned earlier, the pandemic and lockdown was this, like, you know, this period where the stars aligned for us. And we see saw lots of growth without, you know, um, without, you know, lots of ad spend and lots of like, um, you know, hard work and skill on our, our behalf. And then as we came out of lockdown, you know, the uh, we, it went from being like the most fertile soil for a business like ours to actually a really challenging environment. Right. So all of the tailwinds of of of, um, of lockdown kind of passed. People, you know, reverted back to their normal lives. You know, the bakeries started opening. And not only that, you know, we started entering this kind of post-pandemic cost of living crisis where, um, you know, people were now starting to kind of rationalise their their spending. In particular, I think people were thinking, oh, how can I cut down on my, like, subscription spend? Like, how oh, can I cancel Netflix, Spotify, maybe Button Crust too? Um, uh, you know, all of that, those savings that might have been built up in while everyone was working from home and not going out started to kind of... Uh, potentially start to dissipate um and in particular like the war in ukraine yeah we how could we have predicted this but sent the price of two things spiraling in particular one is wheat because russia and ukraine basically produce all of europe's wheat and the second thing is energy um because russia supplies you know so much energy to to europe and you know bakeries are like obviously everything's made from wheat and to they're like the most energy intensive kind of businesses you can really imagine. And so the, you know, the prices that we were buying our products from went up a lot and um, that was obviously really tough. And, you know, we, we were able to pass some of that on to customers, but also chose to, you know, absorb some of those costs. And we were, I guess, getting hit both on the supply side with rising costs as well as on the demand side with, you know, people coming out of the those kind of lockdown habits and maybe rationalising their spend a bit more. And so as we came out of lockdown, we did start to see actually, you know, the business started to to, to, to shrink. We started to lose customers um, on, on a net basis. And that was kind of one of the things that kind of crystallised, you know, my, my decision around kind of leaving the job because I was, I was in, I was at Revolut. I was starting to see that the business was, was, was starting to shrink. And I kind of thought, well, look, it's now or never. Mm. Like, I either, you know, jump onto the business and give it, you know, I feel like the time and the resource and the attention it deserves. Otherwise, it's just gonna, you know, keep 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 trending downwards. And um, so I did that, and you know, 
you know, was able to spend more time on sort of building the business, improving various different things, you know, marketing it more and sort of steady, you know, steady the ship really. And then, um, you know, and then I guess there was quite this long period really from sort of maybe the middle of 2021 throughout really until the end of last year where we were, we were sort of growing, but, you know, very incrementally. Um, and we were doing some good stuff behind the scenes um, and like really like building the business and, and, and the operation side of, of the things. But, you know, we were kind of growing very, very steadily, but very sl- pretty slowly. And then... Um, and were you, were, were the, the things that you're doing behind the business, obviously, presumably they might cost money, like buying those bikes or like, did you have to take loans out or did you manage to sort of pay for that with what you... So, yeah, we did... Um, so... W- so well so initially we built up a bit a bit of money in the business not a huge amount but you know maybe like let's say fifteen thousand pounds or something like that so that when i when i left when i left uh, left Refer- revolute there was a bit of money there to like pay me and nick a like a sort of subsistence sort of salary um and also to um you know maybe invest in a in a few bits that might be i don't know like packaging or equipment or, or you know trailers whatever it might be and then we also raised some money um um, and we raise money just by going out to our customers, basically, and saying, um, you know, we're raising, <laughs> basically, we're raising yeah, some money. Yeah. Would anyone like to, I mean, this has really become you know, quite commonplace now. Invest. It's just, yeah, it's commonplace now that people are going, well, I might as well invest in what I'm using. <laughs> exactly. I'm so sort of in the middle of 2022... We did a fundraising round. Um, we just emailed basically all of our customers and said, hey, look, we're raising some money. Um, uh, this is why. Here's the opportunity. This is the minimum investment, um, which for us at the time was £5,000 is what we asked for as a minimum from our customers, which you know, is a lot get, for a lot of people. they get a little bit of the company. Exactly, and they yeah. buy they buy shares in the company. And... That went pretty well. We raised like uh, one hundred eighty thousand um, pounds, which was which is good. And then we could invest in a number of things. And um, one of the things we did after that raise, um, which was kind of middle of twenty twenty two, is we we were like, okay, we're going to hire someone to to do marketing for us. And then we brought Em um, in, our, our first marketing hire in uh, in January of this year, um, and. That I think was a real inflection point for us because since she's since she's joined, that's when like the the pace of of of, of our growth has 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 picked up from demand majorly. from the demand like new people signing up. And... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So she's she's been doing marketing for us and, and really increased the the volume and quality of of, all, of our of our marketing media initiative. Stuff, is it all? So we do. Um, yeah, we do organic social media and we do we run paid ads on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and then we do sort of email marketing, um, and uh, yeah, those are our those are our three main channels. One thing we did before we had budget, though, which I can't overstate how powerful this was for us, and I would really recommend it to other people without wanting to give away give the secret sauce, <laughs> is um, just joining like neighbourhood Facebook groups. And then posting about our business in them. Well, I've heard that from other people. Yeah, local businesses. Yeah. yeah. So if we're like, you know, whatever, we want people in Dulwich to sign up, we would find Facebook groups, you know, for related to Dulwich neighbourhood. So there might be like a Dulwich 
mums and dads or like East Dulwich local or you know Dulwich buy and sell or whatever and then we join these groups and then just post about butter and crust in them like every you know couple of months and I can't overstate how powerful that was as a way of you know acquiring customers for free we do that less and less now but is it when you someone signs up I'm sure you've got that there's the subscription do you say where do you hear from us and you could find out that it was from the Facebook so we'd we'd put a a discount code Mm, in the post yeah so it'd be like sign up and you could get 20% off your first order with this code. And it would be a, you know, we'd know that if anyone signed up with that code, they came from that, okay. from that Facebook post because that was the only place we used the, we used, yeah. we used it. Yeah. Um, and we also run our post-purchase survey as well. So people can tell us how they heard about us um, on top of, you know, what we're able to kind of glean from the discount code they used if they use one. Um, but yeah, we've, we've really seen that, you know, we've grown we're about four times bigger than we now than we were this time last year which is great to be growing that quickly and most all of that has come actually in 2023 brilliant since we had him (laughs) (laughs) so she's been uh you know that's been a sort of unmitigated success really hiring um hiring uh bringing in someone to to do marketing full-time for us um so that's been terrific amazing so um and and uh so i would say sort of was it worth it as a question so far do you do you think it was all worth it then quitting the job and and going ahead with butter and crust? I, I think yeah I, I i think so i don't look i don't want to um you know there's a long road ahead before you know butter and crust is going to be the business that you know i want it to be that is gonna you know pay off really you know financially for 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 myself and Nick and for for everyone that's invested in us, um, so we're definitely not there yet. But I'm 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 really hopeful that we will get there. Um, we're seeing some great great growth, lots of you know great feedback, and that's 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 really good. And I I think my well being is much higher. Um, you know, I'm really I'm really happy. I feel really motivated to be running my own business. Yeah. And yes, you know, financially, um, it would have been more. You know, if I'd stayed at, at Revolut, you know, I'd I'd be better off <laughs> financially than I am right now. Uh, and, you know, I don't want to understate the sacrifice involved in, you know, actually, you know, giving up a, a, a reasonably paid job and, and, and doing a startup. You know, the huge sacrifices, I think, involved. And, you know, especially, I think, for people, you know, that don't, you know, like me that are, you know, maybe younger or that are renting, you know, it's, it is, it's, it's hard um, to like give up a, a reasonably well-paid job where you feel like, oh, you know, if I maybe progress in another couple of years, maybe I'll be able to, you know, get a, get a flat or, or do these things and you give massive, that up. Yeah, there's a massive part of like peer group still, which, you know, they're all probably off swanning about having nice dinners everywhere that's right yeah you're you i mean you might be able to take part but you're yeah yeah my you know my contemporaries at revolut they probably own flats now and maybe they you know go on nice holidays and and all of that stuff and you know i'm not i don't i don't i'm not like uh in any ways like you know struggling but there are clearly (laughs) sacrifices (laughs) um, involved and I think it's important that you know people running businesses are, are really transparent about that. That it's not uh, is for ninety nine percent of entrepreneurs there isn't a 
you know, there, there's quite a lot of sacrifice, particularly financially. But, you know, coming back to your question, you know, Vatican Crest is in a great position now. Um, on paper, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on paper, I'm, I'm actually very rich because, you know, the company is, is, is worth, you know, a, a, you know, a reasonable amount of money based on off of our last fundraising round and I own, um, you know, about half of it. Uh, but, you know, like that payoff comes down the line. Yeah. It's not like I can, I can't draw on that, that wealth until the company gets sold, which, or, you know, is, is a long is a long, long way down the line. Um, but I'm having a great time. My wellbeing is really high and I'm hopeful about the prospect of, um, you know, the business continuing to grow and, and you, paying off financially as well. your operation that you go into every... Do you go into some location every day? Yeah, so we have a, like a depot in Battersea, okay. um, which is where we do all of our... Um, yeah, all of our fulfillment so must, stuff. So you, if you're all there together and there's five of you and, you're, and you've got all these 50 extended staff as well that must feel yeah that must feel quite rewarding like what are some of those moments and you don't see your customers as much i guess no but what are some of those moments where you go ah i really like what i've set up here because the customers maybe i'm getting feed did you just get their feedback digitally or yeah yeah i mean the feedback we get from from customers is you know it's um it's amazing um and you know sometimes our you know customers in fact very often you know we'll get people that will say like you know, they'll email in maybe with like some, you know, being like asked to, asking to whatever, skip their bundle or whatever, and we'll do it. And then they'll be like, oh, I also just wanted to say like, you know, you know, the, getting a Batch and Crest delivery on Saturday mornings, like it's the only thing that, you know, gets my teenagers out of bed on, on the weekend. Or like, it's the only time where, you know, let's say all, the family all sits, sits together around, around the breakfast table and it's really kind of brought us together. And getting that feedback is, you know, really, um, really rewarding um it's really lovely to hear and um you know that 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 keeps us going and you know we're reaching milestones you know when we reach when we pass like a thousand subscribers or you know this much in in in, in revenue or whatever it is you know that's these feel like really big exciting wins likewise with you know raising money um which we've, we've now done twice when we've when we've kind of closed that those rounds it's been like no really exciting and like um and all that raising money and, and the process of that did you sort of just teach yourself talk to people about that i mean all of it have you just been teaching yourself and talking to people and learning yeah and so i never i mean this is my first business i never raised money before yeah. um so yes i taught myself through self-study and there was also a few people i think that gave me gave me really good advice yeah. um about about how to do it and yeah and what i mean one we we've raised money just from almost entirely from we haven't we haven't raised money from any like vcs or like any like yeah like any kind of institutional investors it's all been just individuals or mostly the overwhelming majority of that's from our customer base but then also um you know we've had some fairly sizable investments just from me you know sending a cold email to someone um really? saying oh i really admire what you've built at your company here's a sentence about my company would you be interested in seeing our pitch deck brilliant you send enough of those emails which, which i did <laughs> <laughs> you know you'll get a few people yeah. saying yeah it sounds interesting no that's yeah. really good that's really good to hear that's amazing um 
Yeah, so Ollie, thank you so much. And um, what was your hope for buttering? What's your sort? You said you've got that. It's not where you want it to be. You, but it sounds like mm. you've got a clear vision of where you might want it to be. What are you allowed to? Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 you know, from the very outset, I've uh, the the people I've looked up to are, you know, the likes of you know Freddie Flowers, Hello yeah. Fresh, Oddbox, Gusto, yeah, these kind of guys. Um, and that's very much the scale. Um, what I'd like, like to get to. I like what about yours though is that I know there's investment involved, but you are just picking your suppliers, packaging them. I mean, I imagine there's some infrastructure with HelloFresh and even Freddie's Flowers. They they have to buy the flowers and cut them, and there's quite a lot more. Whereas yours is just quite a clever idea of just I know it's just just, but you're <laughs> you're you're curating nice products, but there's not too much risk involved in massive operations yeah yeah i'd agree with it. i'd agree with that we're not sinking huge amounts of money into setting up you know bakeries and buying ovens and, and all of the, that stuff and so yeah uh, uh, you know that it's got a nice side to it um so with those ones you want to sort of basically expand geographies and um... yeah I, I definitely want to cover you know i definitely want to have a nationwide scale I don't know if we'll deliver to every doorstep in the UK, but you know certainly, you know, I'd, lo- I'd love for everyone in metropolitan areas to be able to to, to sign up to us eventually. And uh, you know, the sky's the limit. Honestly, I think you can. Um, you know, I'd like to be really big. Um, I, I think there are there's almost an endless supply of people in the UK and then Europe and then the world that like bread and. <laughs> you know pastries and all of these goods that you can buy at a nice bakery and a lot of people also like having goods delivered to their doorstep and so i, I think there's an endless supply of people and you know who might like butter and crust um we just need to do the hard work of you know executing well um to build out the infrastructure and the you know the marketing side of the business to to get them but yeah I've, I mean I've got huge ambitions for Butter and Craft brilliant yeah. well, thank you so much for sharing your story as it is now love to speak to you again in a couple of years when you're thank you very much for taking on the UK having <laughs> me on world. well touch words um, yeah it's, it's been it's been a real joy um, speaking to you so, so thank you for having me on <laughs>